0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Watching Podcast. This is episode 15. My name is George Wargo, and my guest is Serf Dusborg. Yep. Right. From the Zeitgeist movement. And I did some preparations. I think most of you have seen the Zeitgeist movie. Any of the parts. There are three parts, right? Yeah, three movies, yeah. Three movies. And it's very overwhelming some of them to watch but definitely many people get influenced by it and they start to think about how can we do the world differently on a systematic level but let's start with your story so how did you get in what was the when did you see the first movie or which episode you started Uh, i think mostly it started
1: in 2006 that was when the second movie was released which was called zeitgeist addendum Uh, i was in high school and i think there was this this dutch gaming channel and Mm. they sometimes had uh, some questions that were popping in about specific games but there was one movie that just took over the whole internet so they asked some of the people from the gaming uh, show that that question like do you do something with Zeitgeist Addendum as well and they said well that's not really a game but yeah here's the link just have a look and I was on on my pc anyway so i clicked the link and i think that's when it got started because then i got the link to Zeitgeist Addendum but of course i thought let's watch the the other one first which is Zeitgeist the movie and uh, yeah that's how it got started for me i was already a little bit busy with sustainability and more conscious awareness about uh, the society in high school but not that much yeah. but uh, the journey for me started yeah with like many people with uh, with the first movie
0: yeah and in 2006 it was only a movie or two 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 episodes
1: uh, yeah then. yeah so yeah. in total there are three movies yeah. um but uh, i have to say that those are uh, just personal projects of the, the filmmaker peter joseph uh and definitely the first one is not related to the movement was a personal expression of the of the of the filmmaker who just, was just a little bit fed up with the system and some of that stuff and mm. he wanted to express that in a, in a musical performance mm. and that was actually it was actually not a documentary at all at first mm. it was just a musical uh, yeah expression yeah. and he performed some of that with some music with some screens uh, yeah. and then uh, he put it on the internet yeah. and it just exploded yeah, and, I, and from that there was a lot of questions that were asked uh, about the movie like okay what, what is this all about and what can we do about it and then he Tried to look for answers and see what he could do, and he came up afterwards with the yes. second movie that was a little bit more related. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, yeah,
0: to yeah I, I remember I also have seen it first uh, in the early, or, or maybe I started with the first episode in the early of mid 2000s. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I think it 2001. Was also, yeah. very overwhelming for me. I was not sure if I if i'm allowed to see this kind of uh, movie i mean it was like all about uh, conspiracies and stuff yeah, and yeah. it was like geez i have no access to this information is it uh, i mean you know we already heard back then about the internet security and you know they can trace it that you watched it or what you have oh yeah, and yeah. Then, oh jesus <laughs> I have, you know i'm 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 uh, I, i'm in a position that i know something extra it's maybe it's a danger or an opportunity yeah uh, so yeah it's
1: also this a little bit of an artistic expression yeah. or a vibe from that movie that makes it a little bit like that i can't yeah. really imagine that yeah Yeah,
0: but uh, they the movement was also initiated by him uh, or he's a big part of the movement yeah true it officially
1: started when that second movie came yeah. out uh, yeah. because yeah. then it was like okay a call for action a call yeah. for action yeah, yeah because The first movie is not related to anything of that because that just covers some some of the conspiracy theories uh, and some some other theories but the point I think of that movie was not really uh, to convince people of certain conspiracy theories but to just take more of a critical look Mm. at some of the stuff that we believe to be true and then you can take away from that whatever you want from that and breaking that critical thought open makes it more uh, so that more people want to watch other solutions and see what we can do uh, and that was when the second movie came in and there was uh, indeed a, a call for some actions but also the last one was uh, uh, a call for to go to the website of the Zeitgeist Movement that he put up and let's see what we can do and just discuss what do, do we all think about this and what can we do about it and yeah, it was yeah. just a really random experience I yeah. think for, for for peter joseph himself as well but also yeah. for the other people involved uh, yeah. yeah
0: but i also have seen that there was uh, at some point maybe for a couple of years there was a kind of collaboration with the venus project yeah from true. Uh, jacques yeah. Fresco. yeah i don't know if it was uh, from 2008 onwards 2011 yeah
1: from the also from the zeitgeist addendum movie onwards yeah. the second part is specifically on the venus project mm-hmm. from uh, jacques fresco because that was what uh, peter joseph encountered as solutions he first looked into some uh, uh, some guy called Buckminster Fuller, mm. which is also a social entrepreneur and and an inventor to make uh, the world a better place. But yeah, of course, Buckminster Fuller is not around anymore, and uh, Chuck Fresco was heavily influenced by him as well. Mm. And the Venus Project was just a really uh, yeah cool uh, approach to. Solving some of the problems, hmm. and because people wanted to not only criticize some of the stuff but actually wanted to do something and yeah. move forward, that's what he included as a, as a possible solution uh, to think about.
0: And from from what point were you involved uh, from the beginning of the movement for, from two thousand eight onwards, or maybe later for myself? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah well, involved this. Yeah. I mean, so where where to draw the line yeah, of being involved? Because yeah. a lot of people see the movies and then they are a lot of uh, times advocates or uh, they're sympathetic to the movement because they've seen it and they just want to learn a little bit more about all the different subjects. So that's, uh, that's yeah, you could call that being part of it, but uh, there's just a differentiation be- between, of course, people that set up chapters, do yeah. coordination um, and spread some stuff on, on the internet, maybe something like that. That's more the active part yeah, yeah. and active members. Uh, so, so, but... After I guess Denim, uh, that's yeah. Then I got a, got to know the movement, and I wanted to know more about this kind of stuff. And then after the third movie, which was released in two thousand fourteen, if I remember correctly, then uh, no, I'm is eleven. Sorry. Uh, then I got more more involved, and then also some chapters emerged in the Netherlands, mm. and I got to know some of the people, and then I got a little bit more involved and yeah more recently uh, I got more active um, a couple of years back
0: and uh, I don't know if you have any rough estimations of how many people are involved at least uh, if we say that uh, at least uh, one to five hours a week uh, actively doing something yeah you have any rough estimation maybe for the Netherlands or maybe for the global community
1: yeah it's very hard to say because it also it fluctuates a lot yeah. because some people get really involved with with all the passion that they want and then they figure out okay well to do this stuff on a consistent basis is really really hard sometimes because some people they either get a new job or yeah. they go into a family and then mm. the, the passion maybe fades or it goes in a different direction um so i yeah for the netherlands i think there's just a couple of people that are really active which could be five to ten people mm-hmm. um, but most, uh, mostly around the world, I think there are in many countries, like over a hundred countries, there are chapters mm. organized. But then again, I don't know the people that are there because t- like I just said, there's a, there's a line between people that like the movement and want to support it a little bit and people that are really active. Yeah. Uh, and we don't, I don't have uh, specific numbers on that because that also fluctuates. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, a lot of members as in numbers a little bit earlier on. But that also changed, I think, in a good way, because as we talked about earlier, the first movie was more uh, conspiracy oriented. Mm. And I'm, I'm really glad that it was more nuanced afterwards and it was more about sustainability changing the system yeah. and not about conspiracy theories anymore. And that's why we have had a significant drop in numbers, because a lot of people on the Internet are yeah, like, like that kind of stuff mm. to be involved with that but those people we all lost uh, Mm. which i think is a good thing to move Mm. forward with a specific focus and actually focus on solutions instead Mm. of just conspiracy theories yeah
0: and i've seen a a host of different aspects what you are investigating and Mm -hmm. addressed as uh, problems or issues and there were also some solutions addressed what i'm a bit uh, skeptical about i already told you but in general maybe you can talk uh, in the In the name of the dutch dutch uh, chapter Mm -hmm. zeitgeist movement the dutch zeitgeist chapter is uh, focusing more on facilitating education and finding solution or more pushing those ideas who were taken from somewhere from the venus project or other ideas and kind of strictly want to go that way
1: no it's very much okay. more the first one it's uh, i think overall it's the zeitgeist movement is specifically an educational movement it wants to create awareness about the um, the bigger the bigger aspect of society society's systems mm-hmm. approach which basically means that we want to have a sociological perspective towards society um, and taking in the bigger perspective that we see the relations between okay why are we here and how are we affected by all the things that happen in the, in the economy and yeah. in our lives and view that from yeah a bigger perspective and also all the way back from how did we did we get here if we look a little bit back at yeah. for example the agricultural revolution yeah. and how are we here um, and once to create awareness about why the current state of affairs is not working yeah. and, and why that is the case And of course, what we can do to change that and to move towards uh, a better form of society.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, agriculture has certainly a big role in this whole uh, in the way how we live nowadays. But I've also seen uh, maybe it was your TEDx or uh, some talk uh, uh, when it was like a bold for me, I think it was a bold statement that uh, agricultural innovation is the the biggest uh, mistake what we uh, make or something we made. But uh, there is also many nuances, I mean, there was some, at one point, just the hunter or gatherers, and the other point was already like the industrialized agriculture, mm-hmm. and uh, there, are, there is a lot, lot more in between, uh, what maybe from a Western perspective we are not aware of or for example the nomadic cultures they were also in balance with Mm -hmm. their uh, surroundings but uh, they were not hunter-gatherers anymore but had an idea how to how to get the livestock around them yeah and they also cultivated certain uh, exchange like trade and but most of these thinkers they say that uh, the biggest problem is with the financial system uh, which is actually the formal fi- financial system we started around 400 years ago they say mm-hmm. when the when the golden standard got kind of uh, not taken that seriously anymore <laughs> and that creates all of the manipulation and the credit and the whole structural deformation of the market economy mm.
1: Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of problems with the current monetary market system, which we also address in in the movies and the literature that we have, because all money is created out of depth and that therefore creates a lot of scarcity and a lot of competition. But to go a little bit back earlier, because the the point that that I wanted to make with uh, the agricultural revolution or the Neolithic revolution is that uh, from that point onward, a lot of dynamics shifted because the moment you settle then there is from that point onward there's a need for for yeah there's scarcity that exists right away there's not enough for everybody and we have to harvest and we see what there is and then af- after that then you get scarcity you get uh, the property because you have to own your stuff then you get security with that uh, you get uh, afterwards this this morphs into further and further into uh, consumption and then afterwards what you, you just talked about later in uh, is the banking system and uh, the golden standard so i would not say that it starts there it's the, the whole market system the basic fundamentals of that started already the moment we settle down from that agricultural revolution onwards uh, because that sets the premise for for
0: scarcity but it also uh, says the premise for abundance because uh, if you just have to hunt uh, and you don't have any uh, you have no control uh, over nature I mean I'm not saying that having this uh, uh, Monsanto like control uh, (laughs) over nature but you know like uh, as a peasant or as a as a as someone who is cultivating that land and lives on the land and lives from the land you have more direct relation to to the land, mm-hmm. and there, I think, I mean, I went into this deeply, and uh, we don't necessarily have to demonize agriculture at that level, mm-hmm. because there were many balanced uh, steps on the way how we got where we are today. Uh, I would more demonize or say, or be more critical about the last 50, 60 years since we got the agrico- agri. Uh, Chemicals and uh, GMO and this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, and this uh, direct relation to nature uh, through agriculture through through cultivating the land we lost it because those even now today those who are working on the land and have some produce from the land they respect they have the understanding what it takes and that's that's. Kind of uh, shifts to the other critical part about hundred percent automation or or whatever. Yeah. Okay, but be, I, before yeah.
1: we get there, yeah, I think yeah. you're. I yeah. totally yeah. agree with yeah. your point because yeah. it's. Uh, I say it sets the premise for scarcity because there's yeah. not enough around, and you get these power dynamics, yeah. um, and the incentive for more inequality and competition. Yeah. But indeed, it also sets the premise afterwards uh, uh, for abundance and yeah. for more creation. And indeed, yeah. the population did uh, grow after yeah. that but that's also because of the, the technological advances that we've made from that point onwards. Yeah. And that's that's the the paradox a little bit because the mindset is still this Malthusian, Darwinistic premise that uh, there is not enough to go around for everybody. Yeah. Therefore, uh, the idea still persists that there is inequality and that poverty is a natural thing yeah. and that we, that we should have that because mm. we cannot get rid of it. Um, and also this Darwinic, social Darwinistic tendency that there is uh, inherent in human nature, this competitive uh, tension and that this is just human nature and there's nothing we can do about it. So we can better have yes. this capitalistic uh, uh, competition. But as we've seen also with agricultural developments and technological developments, the awareness that we indeed also want to create is that from this point onward, we have abundance. Uh, we can create, uh, well, uh, a good living standard and with food for everybody on the planet. But we don't do that specifically because of the infrastructure that has been set up or not has been set up because it didn't arrive. But we arrived at this point in time that it is actually ins- insufficient with uh, the inequality and with the money distribution that some people have a lot of wealth and other people don't, uh, while we in fact produce two times yeah more food than we to feed the world for example
0: yeah it's uh wh- how i see this is more about uh, it's not necessarily about the innovation and the structures but more how we use these systems on a way that it can be more decentralized but of course uh, where power gets uh, concentrated then they want to somehow pile up and 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 centralize this system either if it's a food system even if it's a money system uh,
1: yeah but that's a that's a natural gravitation of of the the structure that we are in right now because if you have this competitive aspect there's not enough to go around for everybody well then some people are gonna win and some people are gonna lose and then you get this this power dynamic and most people say it's or it's either bad morality or some people are just bad or you shouldn't do this or we should put these policies in place Uh, some policies might work but the structural flow is pushing against that because we have this basis for for scarcity competition and inequality and that's that's what we want to put out there that some of the solutions to some of these problems you need to recognize first that it is systemic and that it's not some flaw of human nature or some bad people or uh, yeah just a lack of some policies because yeah. the shift is a push there is
0: definitely uh, i think there is some part of uh, human nature but maybe these systems were designed back then on a way that uh, human nature was considered uh, that uh, we're gonna kind of get into these uh, traps by our nature mm-hmm. and uh, i don't know yeah the thing <laughs> for uh
1: for uh, the human nature aspect is that um we are if the moment you have a couple of people in in one place and there's not enough to go around for everybody then you get this dynamic but as uh, darwin also showed us is that it's uh, it's survival of the fittest. that's often attributed to to darwin right but that was actually a quote that was used from another economist yeah. what darwin actually meant was the way that we can best adapt to our nature our our, our environment and that is something that we often do especially humans with collaboration and working together and that is why we have been yeah well if we can say it in an arrogant way become the yeah the the top species of this mm. this planet that we are now destroying in another way which is not yeah. that nice but yeah. yeah through this collaboration we got there so it's more um and, and you also see this in, uh, in, in in health statistics for example that if people are isolated, if people uh, if you are not touched uh, as, a, as an infant or not held then all kinds of uh, physiological stuff and psychological stuff doesn't happen and you get uh, not as a potential full human, you don't develop that well because we yeah. are just collaborative species and we need to work together and have a sort of empathy and social, uh, social people around us um, and that's also what we have with uh, some of the hunter-gatherers that were living in the tribes all together that's that's most of our time right so and now we are much more individualistic with the capitalist society all in our specific uh, houses but then now also with our specific social media accounts only Mm -hmm. only me and then yeah that's that's a another trend and
0: yeah yeah but uh, if you compare to the tribal society even the tribal uh, leaders or tribal members had their feathers or signs on on their face now what we have is like the monkey suit or <laughs> or uh, social media yeah it's uh yeah there how we for example linkedin that's the place where we actually collect our feathers mm-hmm. our tribal feathers oh i have this i have that no i'm more competitive so yeah maybe yeah. that was also a kind of uh, way of showing but the I, I mean we don't know there were there. i don't i still have uh trust in today's society yeah i mean i I don't think there is inherently wrong i i see a lot of good things going on and there is some balance we should find some kind of balance between individual individualism and and social yeah uh, part or being more social because it's also nice to to have your to develop yourself to be able to serve the community
1: yeah because i think yeah you're totally right with that because i find it actually really fascinating that i just described that there is this this push towards uh, individualism and also competitiveness and that we are just constantly in this yeah a little bit more of a stressed machine to get the jobs and get the money and that that's that's all a structural pressure but still in society today we have so many people that do lots of great initiatives and and work together and really go out of their way to make a lot of cool projects and to yeah make the world a better place even when we have this structural pressure so that's that's just a pro for us so and that's that's where i see a lot of hope as well yeah
0: Uh, and that's the thing like uh, i've seen also on the website the kind of uh, critical overview or critical look at the money system religions Mm -hmm. and uh, the governments or something like that and if you think about a bit uh, when the society is teared down to individuals instead of uh, small families or communities when you feel lonely then you naturally tend to gravitate to some kind of organized institutions who are uh, having this uh, Expression that they are big they can serve you they can yeah. protect you and, and that's happening all over the world still maybe. Yeah
1: Yeah, everybody has a sense yeah. that they want to belong somewhere yeah. want to be part of something yeah. and that Either if it was all the way back belonging to your tribe yeah. or belonging belonging now to your social group Everybody wants to be part of something and I yeah. think that's that's what what is happening now is that people are losing this Yeah, the, the people around them in this in this structure and are therefore especially much more the vulnerable to to bigger groups or uh, r- more radical modern. ideas and uh, because they're not centered in yeah in, in their social groups and yeah they want to find some meaning somewhere else uh, yeah. in that way
0: especially in today's modern cities where people uh, lose their roots where they are coming from and many people are just i mean this uh, corporate structure when people are uh, having these titles as experts you know mm-hmm. they they fit in their corporate culture and they can replicate the same job or the same lifestyle almost all over the world without actually having roots yeah and that's i don't know for a for a short term as a as a young uh, adventure ad, adventurous person it can be a nice thing to learn yeah but uh, after a decade or two when you lose your roots and you don't know actually yeah are you there to serve the company or who is that is there an, is there a community where you still belong mm-hmm. and so it can be very strange yeah uh, feeling yeah
1: in, in, in the end i think uh it's a good way to eventually well you, you can belong to your to your home to your social group but if they, those people if they if they travel the world and they feel at home in different places i think that's that's a, a very good thing yeah. Uh, because eventually you want to of course feel home everywhere you are and yeah. that society is helping you and uh, making you a better person uh, like the people around you but if you then go around and see that there's lots of inequalities and that that is actually not serving you but you are serving some other person and it's yeah. then this com- becomes distorted yeah. so exactly to yeah to move forward you want to have this grounded approach eventually all over the world
0: yeah and th- so let's get back to your own story because uh, the zeitgeist movements message is so massive that uh, uh, it's just <laughs> i don't know how many episodes uh, do we need to discuss it yeah, yeah. but what was uh, so from 2006 onwards did you take uh, conscious decisions in your life uh, through studies or whatever activities you had that you want to kind of contribute to a positive change in the world? Or what was the, the bigger um, picture in your life? Well, the first
1: approach was afterwards more, doing more research, basically getting into the internet and see what kind of studies are out there, what kind mm-hmm. of uh, ideas are out there. The, the movie really sparked for me the engagement with these mm-hmm. kinds of topics, because I just could have not seen this movie and then I was like, okay, just do my mm. thing in high school and do my I'm mm. um, also into music and go into music but after it just really sparked something i have to do something with this mm. and it, it really sp- uh, sparked an interest in more yeah more research basically so i looked at first into some more documentaries but that didn't really feel as if it was yeah neutral or so, it was always a big uh, big bias in a lot of different documentaries and then afterwards yeah. um yeah, motivated me to go to the to university to le- learn all kinds of different uh, courses um, because that's also the the school that i went to allowed me to choose different types of topics and not go into one specific direction which i really enjoyed and then afterwards becoming more critical about also the current system but then also again about the stuff that we are doing with the, with the zeitgeist movement because then uh, you see all kinds of different viewpoints Uh, that are arising and the moment something becomes more political or the moment uh, something gets more concrete like okay what are we gonna do now then and how Mm. are we gonna move forward with that then it gets more it gets more complicated and yeah to become better with that i just the main focus was educating myself more and more and uh, i'm still doing that i'm still learning a lot and uh, that that will probably never stop
0: and that's on a, on a, on a, on a daily basis basically yeah
1: yeah yeah just being informed from some of the uh, the YouTube channels or some of the on un- or just continuing my studies mm. um, yeah that way yeah and after that uh, also being a, l- a little bit more conscious about uh, sustainable practices for example uh, because now I'm also more aware about yeah there's, there's this new thing that everybody's now more aware of with flying that that's mm. way more uh, yeah. polluting than mm. any any other thing that you were doing. Um, but there, yeah, that's that. I still remain uh, of the view that we still need to have a structuralist perspective to change some of the main aspects. Um, because yeah, you can stop with some of, of, of the flying, for example, but there's still this incentive that people want to go around or that, uh, and these companies are still pushing towards that. So it's still flying less is, is a good solution and we should put pressure on that. But additional to that, we should move away from those companies that want to make this profit and are not sustainable and that kind of stuff. Because otherwise, you're just doing in-system solutions, which eventually are, are not gonna work in the long run.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to see these uh, systematic and struc- structural changes, and of course, uh, the, the West has certain role to kind of show an example or show. Uh, but i don't know how how can it be uh, scaled up or uh, because in the end you want to have a consensus you don't want to have uh, like a very dictatorical uh, yeah. change because then there will be again another you know uh, opponent uh, who represent different values and if mm-hmm. it's too hard there's another uh, force comes Mm -hmm. in and then it's just uh, violence is almost inevitable and we don't want that i think that's the most important uh, thing is whenever we go and pursue and push towards uh, a change Mm -hmm. then we have to make sure that uh, people realize or there's a consensus that uh, or what we do is even cool or sexy yeah that people like have this switch that oh why am I doing what I'm doing yeah, yeah.
1: and that's exactly what we yeah. what we want to do with the, with the zeitgeist movement as well because you want to create an awareness that people can uh, are, are aware of some of the problems and also in a more structural perspective in a bigger perspective and then the the whole focus or the, the basis is a more of a scientific approach um, A public health approach basically everything revolves about public health our public health is yeah you need to eat well and and rest well but then after that there is the environment that is surrounding us and that well pollution is bad that kind of stuff then you have societal and more psychological aspects that we need to have a social environment all these things have been studied so you take all that together in a public health perspective and then you then you say okay if we want to promote the most optimum public health perspective How do we start and how do we get there? And then then there's this train of thought that starts from okay, is this if this is the thing that we can start with, where does it lead us? Where how do we get there? And then you see that okay, then we are actually heading into something different that we are doing now, because then we, we know that we want to feed everybody, we know that we want to house uh, everybody, but also have trust in society and, and good social dynamics and not, not pollute the environment. So the public health perspective is really all-encompassing with sustainability and, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Um, and then you see that all of those things are actually not happening right now. We have the, the climate change that's is, that is occurring yeah. uh, we have the individual individualization that we already talked about uh, some people are stressed out because of because of work uh, in, in way more areas as well. so so taking that perspective you can get this maybe that consensus educated consensus and there and within that debate is still possible and still uh, still very much relevant yeah. uh, and you take that further and further but then at the end, when we are sitting right here and what we can we do right now then like i said it gets more complicated because then political action often comes either comes in or uh because then okay then what then what do we do right now do we implement certain policies to push this forward uh or do we educate uh, more people in different trends Uh, we can talk about this later on but we have for example five uh, pillars that we want to push forward in Getting to a better society for creating more abundance and sustainability um and yeah that's the train of thought that we want to yeah. want to push forward
0: so uh considering that for example just see the the, the, the dutch chapter uh, can we also see the zeitgeist the dutch zeitgeist movement as a kind of startup which is a kind of uh, because I know that the, the whole idea of Zygast is changing everything, but it's like... <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, a bit Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. I have also ideas to change everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it would be also nice, because if it's uh, only a couple of people, you cannot cover in depth all of these topics, I think. It's just my idea. Mm-hmm. Would it be, if you could choose as a prominent member of the Dutch chapter, what area would be... because it's nice to push all five and whatever through what area would you choose what do you think is the most core element what uh, Mm. what can maybe the other layers can come later
1: yeah um, for me uh, I have I have a big interest in in automation Mm. and also with that comes the the topic of a universal basic income Mm. Which I find is very is also currently very controversial, but I f- find it very interesting to see what what we can do with that. But with automation, there also comes more more access, of course. Uh, open source is more the digi- digital technology, so those so it's still a little bit more. You can still implement uh, some of these other aspects into the o- automation aspect. But if we take for, for example the, the automation, then um, then promoting a new form of, of work. And I'm really interested in pushing towards, uh, yeah, a more, yeah, what could be called a post-work uh, revolution, if that if I can use the fancy mm. word. Um, which is basically means that th- what, what we see, there's a trend that more automation uh, is taking over some of the jobs. And uh, that doesn't ha- happen, uh, like it's not deterministic, it's not gonna happen uh, for sure, uh, some companies are pushing for it for because of more efficiency. but then you also see uh, for example, in, in China, you see that a lot of uh, factories are still with, uh, working with a lot of people and they are not automating because they have the wages so low that having the people are still uh, more, yeah. more more efficient in, in, the, yeah. in the monetary sense. So the moment that those wages are raised, then they instantly go automate and then those people are out of work. Uh, so that those kinds are of dynamics you need to be prepared for because more uh, technology is not is still gonna improve and more automation can become more relevant so what do you do that's the the big discussion that's happening now of course if people don't have uh, the job that they can have do you give them an income and how do you do that or should you give them a job yeah. or, or but then again we can give them jobs but uh, how many jobs are also relevant that's also like because then you get this communistic view like okay we're just gonna put some person yeah. there in a the supermarket and it's gonna say that you can go there but it's not adding anything so that's some of those questions there
0: so it's also like uh, it's also on an individual level because if you see so that with a- automation I think we should be uh, very careful mm-hmm. to push it uh, forward to a very uh, broad extent mm-hmm. Because, uh, for example, uh, the universal basic income is a nice thing, but it's the same what you have, for example, with uh, retirement. Mm. So people work, they reach the retirement, and many of them or a lot of them get sick or get, they, they die because they are not contributing anymore. Mm. So people also want to have that feeling that they do something. So yeah. people, in general, if you just go to an airport or whatever, and there is a delay, people go crazy if they cannot do something so we have to at the same time uh, when you automate you have to actually design uh, some kind of new um, jobs let's say or occupation which is kind of pushing the the people forward on a meaningful way yeah Uh, I personally, as I'm sitting here in Wageningen, in the last five years, I see a lot of uh, problems with the automation of the food system. Yeah, I can imagine. Because yeah. the, the food just doesn't have soul anymore, and uh, it is we are totally unrelated from the food. We mm. don't know where is it coming from. We don't know what resources it. It's just so difficult to trace back a whole supply chain of a food of, of a certain food product, but. Uh, if we would reach that level of automation we could actually uh, involve more people in food production which doesn't have to be an ugly job on a dirty farm somewhere in an industrial way but i mean i've been i've been participating in food related festivals and events and when is when it is participatory then everybody has a clue what it takes to slaughter a pig Let's mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. Uh, it can be also. It's just my idea, so I'm just uh, pushing it uh, uh, down the throat of the side guys <laughs> <zeitgeist> movement. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll, more so we'll go. if go we ahead. have clue about food, so I think uh, you you put the healthcare in in uh, in the central. Mm-hmm. I also put uh, healthcare with food in the central of this whole discussion mm-hmm. because if people are involved in some level with food production from the seed, then they have a clue about biology, about nutrition, about they, then they can have a cultural interaction with each other. So, as I said, it's educational too, it's social. Mm-hmm. And if it's enough people, because we have a surplus of people, because of automation, then it can be also fun. Exactly, it's just yeah. a matter of design, I think, if yeah. you, you bring there a movement spe- specialist or a fitness teacher, to actually design movements or uh, activities to do a harvest mm-hmm. together and have fun. Yeah. Like it, it happened and it will happen again, I hope. And it still happens in some of these gardens around Wageningen. Yeah. So I would actually put more focus on food, because if we have everything automated and still this uh, almost poisonous food, then we anyways we're gonna have a lot of uh, sick people because yeah. what we eat is uh, what we are uh, who, so that's why I, I see this very core Relation between the food, healthcare, and what to do mm-hmm. if the automation. is yeah. I
1: I, I total, yeah. totally agree. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, maybe if 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 you say automation, then yeah. you automatically get this really sterile environment of only machines yeah. and, and this this matrix like thing. Yeah. That's that's not what we we're ad- advocating at all. Yeah. Uh, it's more the the moment that that gets it, you get more more efficient, yeah. with yeah. with some of the with some of the things which release more time and effort to do other things yeah. and that can example for example be again the monitoring and the, the people that do s- some of these projects yeah. for food example and uh, that's that's great stuff um, but for if you then how how what are you going to do for an income uh, with with these people because that's also what you said uh, that they're what after after a job being taken away and uh, what, what are they going to do Uh, you don't want that well we everybody wants to contribute to something and they're gonna find their way because also for the management of your own household you're doing a lot of work right you're doing the dishes you do all kinds of stuff and uh, but you don't get paid for that you want to maintain your own home and if we extend the home to the city, or to yeah. the land, or to the planet, eventually, then you want to maintain that aspect of uh, as well.
0: Yeah, but that's why uh, we need some kind, I don't know if it should be uh, institutionalized or what, because it's actually happening that people go to uh, pension or retirement, or people, especially in the Western countries, have the welfare still, mm. and they turn to alcohol yeah, rather, yeah, yeah, because true. they, everything what you said is fine but still they just cannot find uh, the way how can they continue. yeah yeah so, so they, i think it's they uh, turn into this self-destruction yeah, yeah yeah so i think
1: that's a very good point to yeah. just set up uh, yeah some some programs or yeah, or, yeah well not programs that sound so uh, <laughs> governmental as well but um yeah to make people more aware of what what there is to do and what they can do and to initiate all kinds of projects that people can be involved with if they want to but the moment that Uh, you get for example you don't have the job for example anymore and you get the basic income Um, and you sit at home I can imagine that like for example uh, some some uh, high school students they always say ah when I when I'm I don't want to go to school and then I I have holiday and then uh, I'm not gonna do anything at all and I don't want to go to school anymore and and be there but imagine that you extend this holiday for longer and longer and longer if you if you get drained with all kinds of information and stuff that you have to do then you get lazy afterwards you yeah. don't want to do it anymore yeah. but if you open up uh, so let's say let's give them a holiday or for 2 years then eventually there's there's some interest or some spark that they want to do nobody wants to sit at home and it depends and do on the social
0: right. environment exactly if, uh, and
1: that's that w- that's why you want to stimulate with yeah. some of the things that you yeah. you propose i think yeah. that's a that's a very good idea and the best thing i think is with this approach is that you decouple work from income which gives a lot of people the opportunity to say no to a job that is either not treating them well or that they have to do and they also get more of a of a floor for food and for health and less stress uh, and these are all things that are really contributing again to the, the health and is setting the premise for this abundance thinking that we have enough and that we can yeah have enough for, for all the people and afterwards if you then have some of the if the efficiency goes on and some people want to contribute to more projects that they feel are important like sustainability or or whatever it doesn't need to be all this kinds of stuff then you can move towards uh, providing these aspects in in a, in a free way or with with less money for that you make food for free for example or that yeah. you provide public transport afterwards be, uh, for free oh. uh, that you, you you socialize these yeah. these aspects yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that
0: would be the other aspect what you kind of uh, missed out or does I guess move that missed out and maybe it would be an idea to actually at some point where the automation uh, goes on uh, but still we would have these these uh, jobs uh, actually make kind of research you don't automate those jobs what actually people enjoy yeah that's yeah you can see here see here often uh, uh, self-driving buses here on, on campus mm. under test but I see most of the time the bus drivers are kind of very happy and social people and they have this proud and uh, it would be better to focus with technology. On those jobs what no one wants to do mm-hmm. yeah that's so, definitely also the focus
1: on yeah. boring monotonous yeah. jobs that nobody wants to do but also uh, I can also imagine for uh, for well I'm not the representative of, of the bus drivers hmm. but I can imagine that uh, the bus driver really enjoys his job uh, three,
0: uh, three, three days a week exactly, exactly. yeah
1: is yeah. and a lot of people are in this pressure to make just enough money to yeah. make their, their needs met and are therefore in jobs for six hours or, f- or six days or five days yeah. a week, and they have to. And then also the job that they might enjoy is not becoming so enjoyable anymore. Yeah. And the moment then you then you have then a shorter work week, then there's there's more job opportunities for other people because somebody else can, for example, yeah. become a like bus driver if they want to or not. Uh, but the other person also enjoys the job way more. Yeah. Uh, it's a really nice example of a friend of mine who uh, was also a train train driver. Mm. Uh, and he, uh, he put some solar panels on his, on his roof and uh, because they, they saved on a the holiday, they said, well, I'm not gonna go on holiday this time, we use the money to put some solar panels on our roof and the savings that they made from that afterwards, um, I, I was also asking, oh, what are you gonna do with the savings that you've done with this, with this solar panel? you gonna invest it in a car or, in a, or are you gonna go on more holidays or something like that? And he, he told me like, no, I'm, I'm just gonna work one day less in the week. Mm. And for me at that point in time, it was really mind-blowing it's like okay of course because then you have more time for the people around you you enjoy your job more yeah. uh, you can do something on the side it's yeah. that was really uh, really cool uh, Actually, that I, told I me was
0: then. also doing like for two years I was uh, brainstorming and also starting some projects about this uh, labor thing. yeah and what I see is like currently the one of the biggest I uh, just my opinion problem is that uh, some of the jobs are uh, so people commute a lot to do not that specific jobs Mm -hmm. so for example people from Wageningen go to Utrecht and people uh, from Arnhem come to Wageningen to do almost the same job Mm -hmm. but actually could be replaced and they wouldn't have to commute yeah and this way of employment is like dates back to i don't know like 30 40 years ago when yeah. there was no not that instant uh, uh, this data available that that people can just match with the right job or what they're already doing in local so the more the bureaucracy and the institutions are yeah giving the structure but mm-hmm. i'm also curious about because uh, it's not just about the structures but sometimes when i want to change on myself i also realize that it's also about me if mm. i'm able to change or not yeah. so how do you see the individual's role because we can talk about the shitty systems endlessly yeah, exactly. but yeah. the individual is also there the individual also makes this uh, micro decisions every day if they buy this uh, pack of cigarette or buy this extra beer or buying the bigger car which uh, makes them pay more tax or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, yeah what is the role of the individual yeah because exactly. we cannot victimize all the individuals because they are also part of the system so yeah <laughs> how yeah do you see I, yeah, that?
1: I, yeah of course you have the system and the system influences all the people yeah. but the system is made up of people and they influence <laughs> the system so that's that's definitely a thing but i want however to stress the importance that's often lost in uh, in the importance of the structure, the system that is uh, influencing the people because we we often lose because that bigger perspective because we are who we are individualistic or our own person and move throughout that because one thing that also this perspective has taught me is to be more um, empathetic towards more people because if we say for example that some person shouldn't uh, yeah buy a pack of cigarettes well the moment that you dig into the history of that person and also uh, the the substance and how it works and neurologically then you see I, i'm not saying that it's it's a victim yeah. uh, and that he has not n- no agency at all but there's definitely a really big again structural pressure yeah, for towards advertising, ex- exactly so yeah. yeah and that's also i i remember also driving uh, with with my mom one day also through the street and she was also saying like oh there the, the were some uh, really drug uh, yeah drug addicted yeah. people next to the street and they uh, really looked really bad and well but the moment yeah you can stigmatize those people's like oh they're really bad people and oh they should should go away but the moment that you pick them out there and you see what their life story has been then then your perspective changes because if that would happen to you, then you would be well, in a more similar situation as well. Hmm. So that's that's why I want to emphasize the, the, the more structural pressures because they're definitely more there. But again, we have agency and we should use it. And also technology is not gonna, uh, it's there's no not gonna be a technological fix because we are gonna use the technology ourselves as well. Yeah. So it's, it's the people that make the decisions. Um, and in that way, I think again, that the educational aspect is, very important because you can uh, think that uh, uh, for example some uh, yeah you can blindly believe in a in a new technology that is out there for example what is now happening with the blockchain as mm. big fuss about this mm. but nobody a lot of people don't really know actually mm. even what it is mm. and if it's even gonna solve something but then you blindly believe in this this thing that's gonna solve everything mm. uh, and then because you're because we haven't discussed enough about this, or because some people are not educated about this, then it's not gonna propose the solution that you want. So that's why I really emphasize the the more educative approach and connecting more people together, start uh, discussions, making podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I think that's uh, yeah. Um, I think that's a very important aspect. So, but
0: you also so we can conclude that uh, you also see that the the individual has a role, uh, in these systems. Yeah, definitely. Because like, if
1: if not, then what am I doing here, right? Yeah, then yeah. then 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 nothing. If yeah. if we are all really a victim of of everything, then yeah, why, why start then, even, uh, right? the,
0: the other interesting uh, uh, aspect of this whole thing when when you when you are reaching the level that you see others suffering or others, you know, you 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 know that it could be better, uh, or. It's. It would be better to avoid certain Mm. food, certain uh, lifestyle, whatever. Mm. Then uh, you have inherently this uh, honest. It's coming from an honest place that you wanna help. Yeah. But, it doesn't get received uh, most of the time. Yeah. Who you? Who do you are to to tell me what to do? So that's then uh, for the individuals who wanna uh, kind of help they have to take a totally different uh, strategy and inspire others well the
1: thing is with this educational approach that you have this train of thought and you start with either the food p- yeah. the public health for us yeah. and and you start from there and then with all the things that you've that you've learned that you know you can go in your own way it's, it's mm-hmm. more of the planting the seeds for some people that go in a different direction because i see so many positive initiatives already I mean you have the the circular economy aspects you have the the more biological aspects in agriculture so that's this is really great stuff and everybody can do something in their way and I think it's also very necessary that not everybody's focusing on one thing because we need to put a a political pressure on some policies as well to uh, yeah to move some aspects forward but also move around the politics with more of a movement-like approach and to make people more aware. But also a business approach to create more uh, relevant products or services. So you want to plant seeds everywhere and with create this common idea of what we what we should go to, and then yeah work that How, way forward. However,
0: I'm still uh, I would still leave it more open. Uh, yeah. Uh, the where should we go? Uh, to like like by involving more people Mm -hmm. and keep it more open to other solutions because uh, i don't know uh, you also don't know how many people are behind the zeitgeist movement and what do they uh, uh, how many of them have a real opinion on on stuff but for example uh, for me also with the venus project and also with the zyves movement was the the central i i had this uh, uh, feeling that well oh, we have to have this centralized technological yeah, solution and we're gonna we are capable of that yeah. but, this they, is
1: this is also the reason uh why well one of the reasons that we also uh, the we are not related to the venus project anymore yeah. because that was a, was an approach by jacques fresco yeah. who had a specific idea of what society could be yeah. and he had all kinds of designs and but also I, ar- architecture and now it's really the promotion with the zeitgeist movement of the the structuralist approach yeah. with the public health to create yeah. this strain of thought towards yeah more yeah. abundance
0: but i still uh, see strains of uh, this idea in if you look if you read through the the website i'm just yeah, yeah. no that yeah. That, that, so, that could be so yeah. I'm, a, I'm more i'm it's just uh, because I think, in the general idea, these other movements are also uh, kind of fitting. For have you heard about the Earthship movement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I really so, yeah, enjoy those. Yeah, uh, I like, saw
1: is his lecture in Amsterdam there as well. It's like, yeah. similar
0: idea, but it's more decentralized solution to create uh, healthy cells of people yeah. who actually build their house to to take care of them, and then this like the, the on a philosophical level is the same mm-hmm. but it's it requires less control from a institution or from a movement or whatever because people can build their own house for example
1: yeah true true but or, I think that's yeah, yeah that's a very good I mean yeah. I really like yeah. like that person uh, those I, I want to have one as well it would be yeah, really cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah but that's another that's so that's a great
0: you, know, I you. you want to have one because that's the other question you want to have access to one or one two and that's a good <laughs> ah,
1: that's a good one actually yeah yeah and true no you you got me there <laughs>
0: no yeah no eventually
1: it's about the, the access towards one of these houses yeah 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 because that also brings the traveling aspect that we talked earlier about that there's some people that yeah travel so much for a company and go everywhere but i mean that would be great right to just travel anywhere and have access to uh, to a different house which we we are getting into that a little bit as well with the with the airbnb uh, stuff but also before that with couchsurfing uh, but of course the market dynamics are distorting this airbnb that that is also the capitalists that have those houses and yeah. now are ex- exploiting actually yeah. these yeah the prices yeah. for that but the network and the technology yeah. is actually yeah. set yeah. it's there yeah and if you then yeah make it more open source and uh, yeah move that forward in a more yeah access manner Mm. yeah it has a lot of potential uh similar to to the uber thing which really distorts also some of the taxi drivers that were there previously and really makes the minimum wage lower for a lot of people which is horrible but in itself the technology of making this access available is great
0: yeah but these uh, these initiatives maybe they are already uh dominating in the last uh, five or ten years Mm -hmm. but they are still uh, in very early stage so who knows what we can uh, exactly but i'm also into the uh, in the last couple of months uh, the van life movement like people convert vans yeah uh, yeah really cool yeah so it's also a a way of freedom what Uh i see but uh, i i wrote up something with this access and uh, mm, property because in the end if maybe it's also a little bit philosophical in the end all of us have only access to stuff because mm. we don't take anything with us to the grave
1: <laughs> true
0: definitely true yeah and uh, if it's very I mean I'm a little bit uh, skeptical with uh, access uh, versus uh,
1: first property or
0: yeah yeah. first property especially in the real estate uh, part like to have a land or a house or whatever because what i see is more uh, less and less people have a real property Mm -hmm. so they are more exposed to the system to the rich so in that sense uh, it's it's, this is one question like how can we balance it out more Mm -hmm. without having a very autocratic system which says that no one has anything Mm -hmm because if you have that that is again you cannot say that it's not a marxist uh, yeah <laughs> strain. and that is the other thing is that if it's not a communist system but these systems of housing system or whatever is owned by someone is it a company or is it a government or is it a local community who is going to own the houses and who is going to decide who can have access to that or not so it's very from the moment is centralized again mm-hmm. it's like very shaky uh, area to go to have to, to state that to have access is better than than property
1: yeah uh, true yeah i get that uh but for example yeah uh, for example we, wikipedia is also more of an, an open source collaboration of course it's digital yeah, so that's a definitely different yeah, thing yeah. but in that regard uh open source is definitely i think uh, yeah, an approach that we can because they are maintained they, they have an idea and everybody can contribute to that and it's not there's nobody who is actually controlling anything in that in that yeah, regard
0: but, uh, yeah, Wikipedia doesn't convince me about uh, a house or a place. No, no, to exactly. Because you know, uh, we all of us have to live somewhere at some point or sleep somewhere, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, from from the moment it's not gr- because if you have a property or if you inherited something, then you it's kind of granted. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that even the rich people who have uh, who have everything from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, They are also, they have also trouble. We have have to be also empathic towards them. Yeah. Because uh, it's also a big challenge for them. Imagine when you grow up as a rich kid, you don't have challenges. You get everything for Hmm. granted. And then, yeah, it shifts your, yeah. You don't know why people like you or girls like you because of money or not uh some people are jealous at you you know it's, yeah. It can yeah, be, exactly. so
1: yeah, yeah. and there's st- still even if you are super rich then it's like you're not going to compare yourself to other people but towards people at your level and yeah. then there's still competition and yeah. there's still yeah yeah, yeah. so, so it's, exactly it's, it's that like a approach
0: cra- somewhere it's about balance somewhere it's about find a way find this kind of uh, where where do they have this uh, happiness index instead of gdp
1: yeah the, the gini coefficient or hmm? The, what do you mean by happiness
0: index? Hab- uh, like uh, in some places yeah the, yeah, okay they uh, use it for they, for Denmark in Asia, yeah, in and Asia uh, no 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 I think it's Bhutan okay yeah they uh. they they measure the happiness instead of the GDP okay okay so you know like you see people who have less and they are happier yeah so this is another another discussion yeah that's
1: another also the movement yeah. of the more uh, what is it more minimalist movements who yeah. are one of tiny houses that kind of stuff yeah it's but that's, that's that, yeah. another movement but what, yeah. what
0: I'm saying that in general it's all about it's it's also about the, the mental state or or this leaving out this uh, comparison with each other maybe it, it comes the back to the uh, competition mindset what mm-hmm. we have but somehow people just never feel enough Good enough even if they are rich
1: yeah well yeah Yeah. I think I think most people maybe also from those statistics they just feel way better because they really are part of that community and they are and they are contributing their their work in whatever paid or unpaid that might be Uh, so they they have a sense of purpose they have a sense of belonging uh, and they they are healthy because they have the good food around yeah. them and, and, the, and the resources for that yeah. and yeah and the, the proper housing so they have yeah that, that makes that much better so i think yeah. the happiness from that comes, uh, comes so from there. what
0: what do you think is the the access uh, versus property is the most applic- applicable for uh, at this moment or in the well short, at that moment i
1: think thing. the 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 public transport thing yeah. is definitely a thing um, because that's already happening to some degree, but of course, due to the competition and also with government subsidies, the, some of the prices are rising again. But eventually, uh, for example, I've also been to, to Singapore, There, the, they put in a, the, the metro system and it's also very cheap to, to get around, so mm-hmm. they, they lower the costs. If that gets more efficient and if you have certain policies, you can get that even lower and maybe at one point you get it can get it for free. Uh, but also, uh, we, what we already have, and this is one thing that I find very interesting, is libraries. Hmm. That's, that's free knowledge for yeah. everybody, but you can extend libraries to tool libraries, for example, that you yeah. can just hop in to a tool so library. It's more, more
0: like a sharing Like
1: and a sharing economy as well, well that, yeah. that, those kinds of initiatives yeah. are great, because they, yeah. that's, that's the access that, that I'm also a little bit talking about, because, yeah, yeah why, why does everybody need to own one of everything? Well, because of marketing and because of consumption, yeah. but really, you just need, yeah, to use something and then yeah. go go yeah, There are also these uh,
0: housing coops uh, where they share a lot of tools and uh, yeah and, uh, and tasks.
1: Yeah, I think that I think that's yeah. that's great, and that doesn't mean that you cannot have anything. Anything because some stuff is just way more convenient if you have it. For yeah. example, I can imagine you with your podcast that you want to own your cameras because yeah. you yeah. need yeah. them a lot. Yeah. But yeah, if you could just go to a room and pick them there and uh, you yeah. share all of them. Yeah, well that that's i think that's even as great yeah.
0: the i mean the the bigger question is for me for my because i you know i've grown up in hungary the yeah. it was the former soviet union so there was the communal or communist part where you had this kind of shared shared uh, equities or shared shared things and mm. uh, the threat is that people don't treat it it's their own mm-hmm. so you have uh, a certain uh, you have access to a certain tool but it it belongs to no one so in the end no one really takes care of it yeah and that's that's yeah a, that's it, the threat but yeah it's also true. again the, the the balance and that's the, but that's the, the belonging of the community also
1: the education of it uh, how
0: big is the community yeah and all of and, these. and if
1: you yeah. re- reside in that sort of community but outside of that uh, still the competition is there, and the yeah. the working that is there and and, and you're you're not uh, you're not taken care of by the by the community or or the government mm. in the, in that regard. then of course you're not gonna then you're gonna be much more uh, violent towards the stuff that you get and it doesn't matter too much mm. because well you're not taking care of me anyway mm. but that's also the approach that we want to take that the, the people are uh, they want to contribute. For themselves that that self-interest actually becomes social interest Mm. because if you really think about it everything that you do in society eventually comes back to you yeah so therefore yeah you have to if anything that you contribute comes back to you so you better make it social interest uh, with the realization that the earth is one whole and people are all together with this public health perspective yeah
0: i also see it uh, back to the uh, just a little bit of touch with the with the labor and uh, with the treating communal uh, assets or or uh, items that uh, mainly because of the labor i had i discovered this uh, mentality very harshly this uh, outsourcing mentality oh there will be uh, someone who will clean this mm-hmm. you know, because i'm better Oh, yeah, you know? yeah yeah but uh, I really like for example the idea in Japan that the, the school people that the school the, the students are cleaning the school together so they have a, it's the same like with food you know it's not outsourced to someone who has just the ability to grow that food and they are in that kind of label that you can you are only able to do that so mm. do it but uh, you know being uh, involved it's a it's another story yeah and yeah i don't know have you experienced something about this uh, outsourcing mentality because i always see it uh, like even in a toilet like someone uh, goes there and don't care about when if anyone will follow or if anyone we should uh, clean it so Mm -hmm. it's also like what we use with the planet like leave it at least as good as we found it or even better so but i think this could be kind of the Driving notion behind most of the things what do we yeah, do? I think
1: for from my own experience uh, as a side job for my yeah. university I did uh, a lot of uh, bartending and, yeah. uh, and and worked as a, as a waiter and There's there something you really notice the difference right away that some people have a different mentality but some people they come in and they, they well they they order some stuff and they and you give it to them and say thank you and they, sometimes they bring bring it even back it's like oh that's my job I'll I'll, I'll hmm. do it myself, but other people they come in and they have mentality okay well I worked my job now for uh, six hours today and now I now I got my money and I'm gonna spend it and you better treat me right because I'm paying. Hmm. That's and that's a whole different thing, and that's also when the moment that there is some money that that is involved, then yeah, you feel privileged that you can spend it and be treated way better. Yeah,
0: um, and that's and treat yeah. people or express your uh, maybe your shitty day to give it to another. Yeah. like yeah exactly yeah yeah it's my like, boss uh, <laughs> treated me not not so good today, so now I have to be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah and i think that's uh, the, the moment also some companies get bigger and bigger yep. i've just talked to, with a with a friend of mine as well that, that there's a boss of his that just he could expand his company but he doesn't want to because then yep. exactly you use this you you lose this vibe of the people that are working together and know everybody knows each other uh, because the moment the company gets bigger then it's well then you have a cleaner and then you have somebody that's doing the office job and then there's the director and mm. yeah then there you get these power dynamics mm. and yeah the, yeah so and that is the individualization that we talked about in the yeah. in the beginning
0: but but still if it's uh i mean those the those people who who work and do these kind of jobs they can be also treated well so yeah. this it's kind of a kind well, of in, in in between way yeah if, if there is a uh a job like that like still treat those people well true
1: but for example yeah. if you give them a, give them a universal basic income or yeah. give them a basic a basic income then 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 that's interesting experience for me also what, what happens if you if you give some of the cleaners um, a basic income are they gonna quit their job or are they not I can imagine that in some companies where they really feel that they are part of something and they can also do some other stuff or they really enjoy what they're doing or they're not doing it uh, all, all time a day yeah. that they really want to help out and and uh, i i've i've also uh, saw some some janitors that really are part of the whole school for example for the yeah. school that i worked at they fix everything they're really essential uh, the cleaners therefore are also really essential yeah. um, so so then they're part of that and then you, you give them a basic income and see what happens are they going to quit or are they going to move somewhere else because now because now there's a lot of power, right, to, from the boss to the cleaner. If you if you don't yeah, do it well or, or you, you go, you, you cannot go away because company. you need the money,
0: right? It depends on the company. It, and,
1: and exactly, it depends on the company. Yeah. So uh, and there's also a funny experiment that was done, I think uh, it was a comparison between people that stopped working it was one group of people, uh, some bankers that that stopped working. And I think I need to check the facts for that but i think it was in, uh, in london but they there was um, they stopped for a while because they wanted to have an increase in money and there was not that much of a dysregulation of society at that point hmm. but if you compared it to uh, another part in time where some of the garbage men yeah. who were stopped yeah. the the town was in chaos between a couple of days yeah. and so there, there you also see the efficacy or the, the relevance of some jobs or not. Uh, and that's also what we then can focus on because the moment that you give people a basic income, they can say, is, it, is this relevant? Do I like this? Do I like the people around that? Uh, okay, I can make an impact. Well, if not, then I'm gonna do something different or I now have the, the freedom and the
0: opportunity yeah. to do so. Cool. What do you think, what is the, the biggest challenge for now for the Zeitgeist Movement? um
1: i think the biggest challenge is to get more uh more active people and i think that's also why uh why i want to work a little bit more on that because and it's not per se because of the the movement itself but also because a lot of people get drawn back into their daily lives and mm. that they have to work at their job and I also noticed that for myself that I was at, at uni and then I want to do a lot of stuff for the movement and create awareness and do more sustainable practices but wait okay I have to do these exams and these things and some people that are working nine to five uh, some volunteers that I work yeah. with as well in the Zeitgeist Movement they say well I can only contribute one one hour a week yeah. uh, not more so uh, I think that's a balance that we should strive for and get, an, uh, get a better Mm. infrastructure that we have uh, yeah more people that can collaborate on the same stuff while actually also maintaining their uh, their own lives because I think yeah. that's an, a very important thing
2: yeah
0: how I see is that uh, for example uh, the movie itself did its job back mm-hmm. then but uh, nowadays there are a lot of other maybe they are not called the uh, zygast movement yeah but as you see in business you can see the results with the uh, platform-based uh, business models yeah and many other initiatives uh, i don't know are you planning to cooperate with the other initiatives too
1: yeah well while we're yeah. open eventually it's going to be uh, an all-encompassing thing it's just a, a train of thought that we want to collaborate with with all kinds of people that that want to move this forward mm. so in that sense it's it's really open and it's mm. uh, and eventually the focus will not be more of a business-like approach it will still be a social movement approach mm. of getting more people involved but then they are of course in their own lives and doing all kinds of stuff and that influences the companies the politics and all kinds of stuff further
0: so the main if we put it in a nutshell the main mission of Zeitgeist Movement is not necessary to to Accomplish all of those uh, Ideas which are already there but uh, kind of create awareness and uh, yeah, raise, raise a kind of uh, individual and collective consciousness to Towards certain aspects of our life exactly like to m-
1: move towards towards uh, yeah better m- yeah. more more automation in a more humane sense that we, we just described yeah. move towards more access more open source uh, that we have more connected, uh, which is now also the hype of Internet of Things. But what yeah. we really mean is that if you really take a global approach, then you need to look at the resources that we have yeah. and how can we distribute them. But how how
0: about the local? Because I see much more.
1: And the last one is the localization. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly it. So the last one is uh, that we need to localize and decentralize more and more yeah. uh, and not have things uh, because if we can create all of the n- essentials in your own neighborhood, why not? Because why ship a tomato from China to uh, yeah, America? I mean, that's mm. just pure nonsense. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
0: And what is uh, your next uh, big uh, challenge?
1: My next big challenge is, uh, yeah, I think sorting out, um, uh, because I'm also now involved with some of the, the emails that all come in, and setting up uh, the new infrastructure, because we're now working on uh, the infrastructure of the, the global, Movement and mm-hmm. to make a better, um, uh, yeah, to coordinate that better so that everybody that actually wants to get active, because we get a lot of emails in, in, in the inbox that yeah. people say, I want to become active, I want to be more involved, I want to learn more, to give them a good infrastructure, a good platform to connect to people and to actually yeah, create this awareness further and do that in different countries so that the chapters, uh, every chapter in di- different countries,
0: can do that uh, in a better way what would be your ideal job as a last question (laughs) if we can still use this word term uh, of job
1: (laughs) Uh, well i uh, like i'm I'm checking for some of the some of the jobs right now as well which is a lot of research uh, also with technology and uh, yeah and seeing what what works and doesn't work i think it's still still research and and then creating awareness uh, and then yeah and then still talking to people organize events that's that stuff uh, that I really like and I think there's a there's already some jobs out there so I'm uh, hoping to get one of them
0: yeah okay. so uh, you are not uh, 100% against jobs <laughs>
1: well yeah. yeah well I need yeah. to do, uh, I'm, I'm in the system right now as well so yeah. I need to I need to get some uh, money unfortunately yeah, yeah. but uh, from that we can move forward right,
0: right? So it's all about the balance and uh, finding some kind of gradual way of uh, uh, consensus
1: yeah yeah and eventually just just moving forward from that point onward with a good with a good frame of mind towards something that we actually want okay
0: thank you very much it was uh, great to get more clarification regarding to what is behind what is under the hood of uh, of uh, the zyga's uh, local chapter let's say the dutch chapter thank you very much thank you for having me great stuff and yeah I wish you a lot of success. Thank you. You too. Let's say hi to the people. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye.